Oh, I'm filled with super happiness right now because you and I are about to listen to a computer audio program that's part of the freaknetwork.com. And that audio program for the third attempt is Tranny Wreck 57. This is the song, your crazy, crazy tranny song. This is the song for a crazy, crazy tranny. This is the song, a crazy, crazy tranny song. This is the song for a crazy, crazy tranny. Hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey. Hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey. Hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey, Rebecca, hey. Podcasting. Streaming. And masturbating. <laughs> From Portland, Oregon. Tranny Rec Radio. Hey everybody, my name is Rebecca Nay. You're listening to Tranny Rec 57. Today is Wednesday, May 2nd, 2007. Whether you're listening on trannyrec.com, the Freak Network, transfm.org, KCJ gw whatever uh or uh, myspace.com slash tranny wreck wherever you're fucking listening thank you so much i love all of you as you can tell we're not starting with the opening song because i have a couple of guests with me today which is the reason i'm recording on a wednesday when i'm usually tired and, and brain dead uh the first guest i have with me her name is monica roberts and uh monica how are you i'm doing fine rebecca yay and i can hear you you can hear me right (laughs) and our listeners have no idea what kind of bullshit we've been through for the last half an hour and you guys and the other guest i have is john ong hello and monica has a website called transgrio.blogspot.com it's a blog do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your activism and everything that you're doing monica well i'm a uh, native houstonian uh, who uh, now lives in the bluegrass state uh, since 2001 uh, I'm one of those uh, Texans who was uh, mentored by the great Phyllis Fry and Sarah De Palma. I am have a trinity sitting on my mantle uh, as of last year for my long-term service to the community uh, in terms of several in terms of several lobby days, federal and state levels in Texas and Kentucky, and also. Uh, I write a column for a local um, paper, GLBT paper, also called Transgrio. Okay, and, and um, you're also um, you also founded a group called Trans Brothers and Trans Sisters. Yeah, Trans Sisters, Trans Brothers, flip it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that group uh, has been around since January first, two thousand four. So, uh, and we have also had two conventions, national conventions that we put together uh, that are oriented toward the African-American transgender community. Nice, nice, wonderful. Monica, thank you so much for uh, joining me today to talk about uh, the subject of racism and how race relates to uh, a lot of other issues that we face in our life. And the other person who is going to talk about this with us is John Ong from Ongline Podcast in Penang, Penang, 
Penang Hokkien Podcast. John, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Good to and be back. Have I been here before? You well, this is the first time that I've had you on oh, as an official guest, or I guess you could say, uh, right. we met in Seattle uh, in person, and uh, I recorded a little bit there. So some of my listeners oh, that uh, uh, were listening at that time or listened to that, I can't remember the name of the podcast. Uh, just go and I. I think you, I can't remember. It'll be back in September. Yeah, it was like in September of last year. I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like. But <laughs> if I, do I wasn't sound, so busy trying to get our technical shit uh, correct, I'd I go back better. and tell you guys what podcast it was. <laughs> It's okay. We'll go search. Yes, you can go search. So John Ong has been on my show before, but you this is the first time I've actually had you on as a guest. And um, uh, you're also the very first Q Potter that I've had on, which I think is appropriate because you're the first Q Potter to actually invite me to be on a uh, another podcast. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, um, the reason I wanted to have you on, uh, well, is to talk about racism. And to get this discussion started, I want to play a song that is by Avenue Q. Um, it's a play, uh, a Broadway play. Oh, I love that. And uh, so, John, you probably heard this song before. I if have. You, and then you probably know exactly what I'm going to play. So I'm going to change the settings so you guys can listen to it and you don't get the feedbacks. Uh, let's see here. Overcaster uh, out. And uh, this is by Avenue Q. It's called Everybody, Everyone's a Little Bit Racist. Say, Kate, can I ask you a question? Sure. Well, you know Trekkie Monster upstairs? Uh-huh. Well, he's Trekkie Monster, and you're Kate Monster. Right. You're both monsters. Yeah. Are you two related? What? Princeton, I'm surprised at you. I find that racist. <gasps> well, I'm sorry. I was just asking. Well, it's a touchy subject. No, not all monsters are related. What are you trying to say, huh? That we all look the same to you? No, huh? no, huh? no, huh? no! Oh, not at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess that was a little racist. I should say so. You should be much more careful when you're talking about the sensitive subject of race. Well, look who's talking. What do you mean? What about that special monster school you told me about? What about it? Well, could someone like me go there? No, we don't want people like you. (laughs) You see? You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. But I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's a little bit racist. Sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing hate crimes. Look around and you will find no one's really colorblind. Maybe it's a fact we all should face. Everyone makes judgments based on race. Now, not big judgments like who to hire or who to buy a newspaper from. No. No, just little judgments like thinking that Mexican busboys should learn to speak goddamn English. Right. Everyone's a little bit racist today. So everyone's a little bit racist. Okay. Jokes might be uncouth, but you'll laugh because they're based on truth. Don't take them as personal attacks. 
All right, stop if you've heard this one. Okay. All right, there's a plane going down. Uh-huh. There's only one parachute, hmm. and there's a rabbi, a priest, and a black guy. Yeah. What you talking about, Kate? You were telling a black joke. Well, sure, Gary, but lots of people tell black jokes. I don't. Well, of course you don't. You're black. But I bet you tell Polak jokes, right? Well, sure I do. <laughs> Those stupid Polaks. <laughs> now, don't you think that's a little racist? <laughs> well, damn. I guess you're right. You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. We're all a little bit racist. I think that I would have to agree with you. We're glad you do. It's sad, but true. Everyone's a little bit racist. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bigotry has never been exclusively white. If we all could just admit that we are racist a little bit, even though we all know that it's wrong, maybe it would help us get along. Do I feel good? Now there was a fine, upstanding black man. <laughs> Who? Jesus Christ. But Gary, Jesus was white. No, Jesus was black. No, Jesus was white. No, I'm pretty sure Jesus was black. Guys, guys. Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> hey, guys. What are you laughing about? Racism. Cool. <laughs> that mean? Um, recyclables. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at her. How many languages do you speak? Oh, come off it, Brian. Everyone's a little bit racist. I'm not. Oh, no. Nope. Ha. How many oriental wives have you got? What? Brian! Brian, buddy, where you been? The term is Asian American. I know you are not. Sorry, honey. I love you. And I love you. But you're racist, too. Yes, I know. The Jews have all the money and the whites have all the power. And I'm always in taxi cab with Lyra who no shower. Me, too. Me, too. I can't even get a taxi. Everyone's a little bit Everyone's a little bit racist by Avenue Q. There's a lot of other songs on there that uh, have some uh, quite interesting uh, social commentary to that. Now, let me change my settings back so you guys can talk without feedback. Um, what did you guys think of that song? Uh, let's start with you, Monica. Yeah, there's a difference. Uh, we you know, say from an African American perspective. We were rephrased that differently. Uh, uh-huh. We we basically have a definition of racism in the African American community as prejudice plus 
power. Uh-huh. In, other, in other words, what we're saying is everyone has prejudices that they, you know, everyone has prejudices, but to, you know, to be racist, you know, in the way that an African-American looks at it is basically to take your prejudices and project them so that you are impeding, you know, the life, you know, the, you know, either, you know, the progress of someone, denying them, you know, jobs, or you're using your power, you're, you're projecting your societal power to impede the progress of a race, of a, a racial minority. Are you talking about institutional racism? Yeah, we're talking about institutional. You know, we're talking about, yeah, so when we say racism, uh, we're looking in terms of a Don Imus or yeah. a Shirley Q. Licker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not saying everybody is racist. We say everybody is prejudiced. But race for an African-American implies that you use power because, mm-hmm. you know, it is our history that the power, you know, that a lot of power has been used to impede our progress in this country mm-hmm. uh, in terms of having, you know, laws, you know, have having society's laws, uh, mob rule, you name it. Uh, so, you know, and so we look at that de- definition a, a little bit differently. Well, thank you. Uh, John, uh, what, what, what feelings go through your mind uh, when you hear a song like that? And, of course, uh, what Monica just said about uh, racism. It's basically your turn to speak for the entire Asian community, all four billion. <laughs> Right, that that itself exactly is racism, right there. Well, I what? well I, I like the song, I like humor, um, but uh, the the thing is, I think what Monica said has a, a definite, uh, a great point. There is prejudices is different from racism, and um, there are there are times where. Uh, well, here's a whole a whole other topic where you know, can you laugh about it and can you make jokes about it, and whether or not you have the passport of making jokes about your own group. If you, if I'm Chinese, and if I say, oh, that's very good, is that is that funny or is that uh, not supposed to be? Uh, should I not stir up the stereotype that's been out there? So it, I I like humor and I always enjoy humor, but um, um, different group of. Um, different ethnic group probably have a different kind of racism on them depending on how they were you know how they were brought up and what kind of society they were they grew up in <clears throat> for instance I grew up in Malaysia and racism is there and even still today but um, you know for me my community I was actually sort of like the minority no the majority actually yeah so it was a bit weird to be sort of growing up as the majority and and learn all that racism, and, and the the big difference is racism for me is that you you base on somebody's ethnic background and make judgment to the entire group. Uh-huh. So that that's yeah. my thing, and uh, there there are different levels of it too, but it still exists <clears throat> still exists today. Um, in fact, I just heard comments made uh, everywhere, you know, on listeners of my podcast as well as um, you know, with friends and 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 relatives. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and 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 I heard you talking and, and as far as the song goes. Um 
the first time I heard that song, it, it, it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, not because I disagree with... Um, the the basic premise but because it it seemed to me that for that it was just making light of the f- the fact that everybody is racist and that it, it's okay and and you know when i've as i've listened to it uh, a couple of times that was not the message that i don't that i think the people that wrote that song were intending uh w- the way i look at it is, is uh this is uh, stuff that we need to talk about as well especially here in america <laughs> we yep. need to have a national discussion on race i've been awfully disappointed about the uh events that have occurred over the past couple of years starting with hurricane katrina uh and you know in this recently this don imus thing uh these have been great opportunities to really have uh some discussions about not only uh uh personal racism i I think the song was about personal racism uh about how we tend to uh make assumptions on people based on their uh their looks or uh, the gr- a group that they belong to, whether it be ethnic or uh, sexual minority or gender minority group. Uh, I think that's what that song that song was talking about racism on a personal level, and then there's the institutional racism uh, that, that Monica was talking about uh, that we desperately uh need a uh discussion on and uh, you know monica already talked uh, about honest, this I've, and both yeah, of you talked about uh, i'm sorry yeah i've had this i've had this discussion with uh other african-american friends of mine and uh-huh. even some of my friends uh that are of other ethnic groups and i've said this for the last couple of years that uh we need a Truth and Reconciliation Commission um, in the United States on this topic. Uh-huh. And but the thing is, you know, where a lot of people are saying that it needs to be a very broad discussion. Um, I'm saying that the original, the roots of American racism go back to slavery. Uh-huh. And as far you know, and the way I see it. Until the drama between whites and black. Hello. Oops. Oh, the calls dropped. Okay. Well, I didn't lose you. I lost Monica. So I will call her back. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get her. Uh... Can you do? Can you edit that? Or can you go back just? Um, I probably could. Failed. Phone calls to you. Let's try this again. Add to conference. Okay, here we go. Failed to calls to phone to phones you. Okay, this is really weird. Why is it doing this? Um, add to conference. Recall all of us. It's failed to call phones you. Oh, you know what? I wonder. If I ran out of Skype out credit, <laughs> oh, do you want me to call her? Um, yeah, yeah. Could you? Yeah, yeah. yeah could, I'll do that. do well, you have Skype you? out credit? Okay, uh, uh, right. I do, her. and I, I have a unlimited US, so you can give okay, me. Okay, here, what, here's what I'll go ahead and do. I'll instant message you her her number yes. right now. This is what podcasting is all about, folks. Because I don't really <laughs> want to stop this, and I don't want to edit it. 
Well, that's what happened to me uh, last few shows too. It's like I didn't okay, want to did you just get that? Yeah, I did. Um, okay, this is what she was in the middle of making a really song. great point too. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. While you're while you're in the process of adding her, um, let's see here. Let me call her and say that uh, you're going to call her. <laughs> okay. God damn. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How are you guys doing, Tranny Rick listeners? This is this is raw podcasting <laughs> at its best. Oh, shoot. All right. Try calling her. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to call her, too. So I don't All right, yeah, try calling her, because I got a busy signal. And that might, yeah, my Skype out just. Oh, out you know what? I, I have out. to. I have to call. Can I add her from here? What I have to do is I have to add her as a contact, and then I add to conference. Right, but it's not letting me. Is it because I didn't initiate the call? You called me. Oh crap! So yeah, I'm going to call yeah. you back immediately. Okay, yeah, you call call me back right now. Okay. okay. Okay, hello. Okay, I'm adding her back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and as Prodigy Director and does not accept unidentified calls at the tone, say your name or the company you represent. When you have finished, please press 1. It's us. We're calling back. Press 1. Press 1. <laughs> now trying to connect. Please hold. Please wait. Please wait. Connecting. Please wait. Connecting. Please wait. <laughs> yeah, I got bounced off on that one. Yeah, it was my fault, Monica. I ran out of Skype out credit. See, I used this the internet program to record the calls, and I ran out of Skype out credit. So now John had to call, and we're back. And you were right in the middle of an excellent point. Yeah. Um, what I was saying is that a lot of um, a lot of other of of the drama that happened that uh, in terms of racism. And uh, prejudice in this country revolve around the original sin of mm -hmm. slavery. Yeah, and a lot of the I say, and a lot of because you know for for better I say for the problem is in the United States that you know there's very little interaction between you know the various ethnic groups in this country, and because of that we live in literally two separate worlds. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. every time you get an incident, say like the Don Imus or like the recent the incident that happened a couple of months before that, um, where you had the college students that were doing these gangster parties on various college campuses and stuff, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it is seen through two different sets of eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, 
whites will look at it one way, and you know, whites will look at it one way, blacks will look at it another way. Um, in terms of why African Americans were so upset over the Don Imus comments, you know, not only was Don Imus a serial uh, offender in terms of insulting, you know, insulting a long, he had a long time history of doing that. But what a lot of people fail to realize is that we had had a string of incidents within the span of about, uh, you know, within the span of several weeks mm-hmm. where you know, insult after insult, like the, um, the college kids at Clemson had the uh, the parties. That was back in Jan on Martin Luther King Day in January. Mm-hmm. That was followed mm-hmm. up less than a week later by a Virginia legislator, mm-hmm. you know, telling blacks to get over slavery. So we were already had a lot of resentment built up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Imus makes his comments about the Rutgers women's basketball team, and then boom, that blew it up. Mm-hmm. And also, what a lot of people also fail to realize is that Imus made the comments about these girls on April 4th, which is the anniversary of Dr. King's assassination in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people fail to pick up that point. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't yeah. make the connection, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so that's you know, that so that you know, you have those slides and then uh I was making the comments about the uh Rutgers team on the assassination date of Doctor King. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, it, you know, that yeah. And so, you know, and then you know, and then it's like I said, then it just that it was just kind of like it was the at that time the community it was kind of like a last straw kind of thing, you know, where mm-hmm. you know pressure builds and you you get one slide after another after another, and then you finally say that's it. And when Thomas made this comment, it was kind of one of those that's it moments, and then that's yeah. when you got the explosion. And that and that yeah, and that's when uh, the the line was crossed, you know. And, yeah. And, yeah. And and you know. It, it's it's really interesting because like I have made the comment before that I feel that everybody is racist and I, I agree with the basic premise uh, of the song and and, and and I wanted to talk a little bit like you defined racism from a uh, institutional perspective yeah we yeah we yes yeah, so we don't you know as a African Americans uh, generally. Do not mm-hmm. see racism as an individual thing. We look, we take it in context mm-hmm. because you know, for the mm-hmm. most part, um, in term, you know, because for the most part, as a group, mm-hmm. we have had to deal with the, you know, we we deal with, you know, we have to think about, we have to think about race constantly from the time mm-hmm. you are born as a minority in this country. You have to deal with it consciously. You know, whites do not have to think about race. Just like, well, you and know, it's just like you and I being transgender. That we yeah, have to we think have about to, these you know, gender issues our entire life. Yeah, women don't have to think about. You know, women wake up in the morning and all this stuff. They don't think about. You know, they don't think about. They just do it. You know, where mm-hmm. we have to be concerned about. You know, so, um, we have to be concerned about various issues and stuff. And not appearing, you know, the, you know, say, well, it's the it's the same in terms of a minority operating in a society, 
you know, in which, you know, the other ethnic group dominates. The dominant ethnic group rarely has to think about context of race. Uh, but don't I say, you think do you remember? I say, I'll give you an example. Uh, mm-hmm. When I turned mm-hmm. 17 and got my driver's license, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the first thing that happened after I got back from the, you know, from the DMV was, uh, congratulations, you got your license. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, uh, you got to be, I say, well, you know, if you ever get pulled over by a cop, uh, you know, stay they definitely still da 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 da. Did you ever get that speech from your father mm-hmm. about what not to do when a police officer pulls no. you over? No. Or, uh, or don't don't make any sudden move. You know, like da 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 da. You are going to get pulled over just for minding your own business. Don't you know? Don't say anything smart back to the cop. Da 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 da. You know. But that's just one of the aspects of being African American in this country that you wouldn't have. You know. And you know, it, but, and it's just, just well, like you know, and, and in terms I want to of ask this you know, question mm-hmm. for for both of you. Don't you think though that uh, that personal racism also interacts with uh, institutional racism? Definitely. I, I think it's a personal level. It has to be the root itself is from personal level. Um, and personal level prejudices, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that—that's how you can have many individuals with those small personal uh, um, racism in, uh, and, and prejudices that built into this institutionalized racism. Um, they, but there are—I think also there are opportunists. There are mm-hmm. hardcore racists likes mm-hmm. to take opportunity on. You know issues that's currently there, like the immigration, and make it into a big issue based on their own uh, racism, personal, for personal gain, because and stuff like that. What I like wanted, what I wanted to talk about tonight, uh, as far as I mean, I think most educated people uh, at least know. I mean, African Americans especially feel the institutional racism. Uh, I think we all know about it. I want to make this personal, though, because I feel like everybody's person, you know, we can people can personally kind of take it out. Well, uh, you know, I'm not participating in that uh, institutional racism. And my my premise is, yes, you are. There's this thing called uh, white privilege. And I believe that everybody that is white uh, uh, partakes of that, whether they know it or not. You uh, you have benefits from it. Yeah, Um, yeah, we benefit from it. Yeah, you have benefits from it just like we get penalized for it. Because uh, if somebody sees me on the street, you know, for the most part, there are several assumptions that are made about me. There Mm -hmm. are assumptions made that I'm less intelligent, even Mm -hmm. though... You know, I went through, you know, as Kenneth, you know, when we had the uh, Kenneth Inc., when Kenneth Inc. posted that Why I Hate Blacks column that really blew up, which mm-hmm. was all, which also fed into the anger that we felt with Don Imus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, posted, you know, when Kenneth Inc. posted that comment in, you know, in his, uh, in his uh, editorial that he had never seen an African-American in any of his advanced placement classes or, or um, 
I went through my entire you know grade school career was nothing but gifted and talented classes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kenneth Ng, you know, had never as a if Kenneth Ng never saw an African American in his classes, then he probably went to a private school or he just went to one in the burbs, <laughs> you know, because. I had, you know, I went through programs in which the majority of the people in those, you know, was was very, you know, my program in HISD was was uh, pretty racially balanced. It was like thirty, thirty, thirty. So <laughs> I, I so, have a comment. Well, more more like a question, especially to Monica. <clears throat> and do you think those people? The, those people, I mean, the people who are up out front with their there's no put on and just say, I hate this, this, this group of people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is a way of changing those people? I mean, there's probably those that is like that, and then there's those who are just ignorant because they do not have the knowledge. Once they learn it, and they would understand it. And, well, yeah, and but, everything yeah. in between. But for those extreme that very horrible racist people oh, you tell yeah, my the people the, that we, well, most of us like don't wear racist hats is because you know, a lot like of people get defensive nation. and say I'm not racist <laughs> I don't hate people of that race you know and it's oh, not all about words, that when, but go ahead and answer his question Monica <laughs> sorry yeah well, I guess um, what John was was thinking was, uh, was uh, asking was you know the folks that kind of use the measuring stick of the groups like the Aryan Nation mm-hmm. or the Flux Klan who are kind of like the benchmark for racist behavior mm-hmm. uh, or you know in some cases you know some of the more militant you know you know groups and stuff uh, more militant separatist groups that we have in the African American community and then there are some you know you know, and then you know we had the one where Kenneth Ng, you know, made wrote that uh, column that was published in a San Francisco paper, the Asian Times, that really pissed African Americans off. Um, but you know, but the average person will sit up there and look at you know those folks and go, well, I'm not like that, but uh, everybody has these little elements where you you know mm-hmm. there you know, there are you know there are Prejudgments made of Asians that they are exceptionally intelligent and da 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 da. They are all you know, and or you know, or gay people are supposed to be fabulously wealthy and da da da. You know, so uh, yeah, and and that's racism too, or whatever yeah, yeah, you know, and, uh, stereotypes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, because uh, uh, we have some, you know, we have preachers running around in the black. You know, we have some of these megachurch preachers in the black community. That are you know sitting up there in their pulpits on Sunday, uh, preaching and you know hate sermons against gay people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sad to say, one of the people that is doing it is the Reverend Bernice King. Oh. Yeah, the baby oh. daughter of Dr. King is sitting up there. She actually is quoted as saying, and I quote her: "I know my father didn't take a bullet." Uh, I know deep down in my sanctified soul that my father didn't take a bullet for same-sex marriage. All right, and obviously she didn't have enough com- uh, she didn't have enough conversations with her mother when she was alive because her mother basically said the opposite that the uh, 
GLBT civil rights movement is the next, there's the evolution, the next evolution in terms of where the civil rights movement of the 60s left off. How does she respond to uh, Dr. King's right-hand man being a gay, openly gay man? Well, it, it's funny uh, that that has escaped uh, Bernice so, uh, <laughs> and her, uh, and her uh, senior pastor at New Birth Baptist Church in Atlanta, uh, the Bishop Eddie Long, who led a hate march uh, anti same you know gay, uh, anti same sex marriage march from the foot of Dr. King's grave a couple of years ago, John, and you have yeah. I, I I wanted to to, to get uh, and and I want to come back to the whole the 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 homophobia that exists in the the black community because that is my racism that uh, I'm struggling with. Um, but first, I I wanted to ask John uh, ask John if he would mind sharing. Uh, you shared this on your own podcast about that experience. Where you were going into the restaurant because you've been a li- as an Asian American, you've been a little bit on edge since the uh, and a little bit sensitive, uh, extra sensitive since the Virginia Tech shootings. Do you want to share your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, yeah. so the story was that um, I, I we heard about the shooting and then um, afterwards you started hearing the news and and you know that. Uh, that show pictures everywhere on the news, and when we, when I stepped into the restaurant, I I walked into the restaurant and I saw the news. I was like, oh my gosh, here's another news. At that time, I haven't really thought of anything yet. And then there was this table with um, a couple of people there, and both of them looked at me like, oh my god, face. And then the lady look up to the TV and then look at me again. So that got me a little bit um, sensitive to, is she looking and staring at me weird because I have big hair and white glasses? So is it because I'm gay or is it because I'm Asian? Because she look up to the news and then look back to me like, oh my gosh, you're Asian, you're going to come and kill me. Well, that's my, I I sometimes, you know, and then I stop and think maybe it's just because I'm sensitive to that because, you know, an Asian pictures being shown everywhere so well it's like yeah john i can i can feel your uh i can feel your um on on that because you remember when the uh, dc shoot uh the dc sniper was going on right. what oh, happening yeah. and usually any nine times out of ten most of these sniping you know have been mostly white mm-hmm. and so but you know this but these two guys malvo and you know that were doing the dc sniping were African American, mm-hmm. and that kind of like messed with us for a little while because you know we we'd always you know prided ourselves on being you know you know the fact that okay we came through a lot of BS we came through the middle passages we went through 246 years of this and we are mentally tough enough and stuff that where we we don't do kind of stuff like that and then Malvo kind of messed that up. <laughs> And, you know, Malvo kind of, like, you know, sent the community through some, you know, really some soul-searching on that. You know, it was like, so, you know, when we first, when, you know, a lot of us first started hearing about the Virginia Tech shooting, it was like the first thing, please don't let it be one of us. You know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, because, you know, we're so used to hearing the media play up anything negative that happens in the African-American community. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, if anything positive happens, uh, you don't hear a peep out of it. But, you know, the first negative that comes up, boom, it's blasted on the news for two to half to three weeks and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, because it, it's like I, I would say that, you know, uh, in terms of the IMAS flap, if it had been reversed, if, uh, the to- if Tom Joyner or another minority jock had disrespected, you know, if the script had been flipped, Mm-hmm. And say Tom Joyner had made those kind of comments, you know, some derogatory, similarly derogatory comments about a, you know, predominantly white basketball team. They'd still be talking about it on CNN and Fox News and everything else right now. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it, you it's, know. it's interesting how stuff like this though creates new stereotypes. We're talking about the 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 popular stereotype about. Uh, Asians being smart, what have you, and 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 then all of a sudden, there's this one guy that just goes berserk. He happens to be Korean, and 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 now all of a sudden, there are people that are weary of Koreans or people that, in their mind, look Korean. Right, like uh, um, remember, yeah. Go ahead. There's uh, uh, in the in the. In the coming shows, I'll be posting some um, some of the, the discussion that I had with the two other podcasters uh, from OhMyPod.net. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. They they we also brought up the the fact that uh, oh no he uh, Peter from OhMyPod.net said that he was at mm-hmm. a, a clinic and then heard a comment said that you know that is why we don't want Asian in this country because of that and. And so there are people, there are opportunists that's going to take advantage of whatever, I think. Uh, yeah, remember uh, all the uh, all the attention now that has been pushed against Muslims? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, say, I moved to Louisville. Um, I, say, I, I say I was in the process of moving from Houston to Louisville about the time 9-11 happened, so... The interviews and stuff I had set up, I had to cancel. You know, when they put the uh, travel ban in, and so I, you know, so when I finally got to travel about two weeks after nine eleven, um, I was on a flight and we were, bo- you know, I boarded the aircraft in Houston, and I remember when we were probably about maybe two or three minutes from closing the aircraft door and taking off and getting ready to push off the gate, and this Muslim got on the airplane. You know, and, you know, this Arab got on the airplane, and I can remember, you know, how everybody else on that plane kind of looked at him as if, he had, as if he had been the one, you know, if, as if he had been up there in uh, in New York two weeks ago, yeah. two weeks previously, and I was like, and and it and it reminded me about a week later, you know, when uh, you know when politically incorrect was still on by Bill Maher, and they were interviewing Michael Eric Dyson, and he basically made the point that some you know that some people were sitting up there chewing on him about but he said you now know what african americans have been experiencing in this country for the last 300 400 plus years in terms mm-hmm. of the fear mm-hmm. you know you know the white you know the the, the white community after 911 got to experience what we as african americans have had to experience for you know for the last 400 years in terms mm-hmm. of being considered, you know, 
you know, being considered a target, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, or suspect. You know, Muslims mm-hmm. kind of now, you know, the Arab community now understands what it's, what we deal with being considered a suspect. Mm-hmm. And and I think the Asian community is now going to go, through, especially anyone who's got Korean ancestry now, is going to go through that for a little while. And where people like are going to look at like mm-hmm. and, and I would go like ahead. to... Uh, are you guys getting feedback from me? Uh, gosh, no, you know, actually, we're going we're gonna to continue rolling with this. I, I want to apologize to any listeners for the... Uh, Audio problems. This, <laughs> but uh, what I, I wanted to go ahead and um, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know you're talking about the, uh, the homophobia that's cropped up in the African American community. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to share a, a, a story uh, about that, uh, and, and it very much ties into. Uh, the uh and it's more like a, it's more of a confession to so to speak and i think i've talked about it on this show before i've talked about it on uh ethan's show before on the radical trannies and it's basically the, the, we got every oh i think okay we're we're back everybody is back i, I think what we're going to go ahead and do um is start to wrap this up since uh modern day 2007 technology <laughs> Hates our asses tonight. <laughs> and, uh, for fuck's yeah, sake! If they would be on a subject like this, uh, where we're having a rational discussion on this, um, so uh, we can do this again. Yeah, we we, we, oh, yeah. we definitely need to come back and expound on this because this is great. And plus, internet uh, is racist. Yes, the internet is racist sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just wanted to say that uh, just really quickly that um, my own personal experiences with racism in in relation to the African American community is due to the fact that every time that I have experienced uh, uh, outright um, harassment or physical threats, it's been by young uh, African American men. And this has been really difficult for me because I have, uh, I grew up in Utah where there really wasn't a lot of people of color, period. So I didn't have any harness, any feelings either way towards people that weren't white, whether it was fear or assumptions. I didn't have enough knowledge to make any assumptions, to know any stereotypes. Matter of fact, my best friend from high school lives mm-hmm. in Murray, Murray, Utah, right now. Yeah, and, and we talk a lot. Josh and I talk a lot about, uh, you know, the difficulties that she's. Well, the this, you know, the the extra work that she has to do to in Utah to raise three African American children Oof. with a, a strong sense of their cultural heritage. Mm-hmm. And you know, yet be citizens, you know, you know, broad-minded citizens of the world. But uh, but to get to the root of what you know you're experiencing, once again, we have to go back about mm-hmm. you know, go back to that uh, period of, of of time in our country that everybody wants is the the big elephant in the room that people try to keep whistling past, but mm-hmm. everything revolves back to it. The the, the right, institution so of slavery. 
Yeah, because basically uh, one of the myths, the biggest myths about, you know, African Americans have you know, is in terms of our sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, that you know, one of the justifications that they use a lot of times, you know, a lot of times a lot of these race riots that happen mm-hmm. were on the pretext of some quote unquote some black man, some big black man uh uh, raping or deflowering this frail flower of white womanhood, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, whole city blocks are going coming down. Mm-hmm. And so, as a defense mechanism, you know, we kind of tried to, you know, in the you know African Americans as a whole, try to de-emphasize our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so, it's had the perverse effect of. You know, of us, and then African Americans are socially conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, but not but politically liberal. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for the most part. Um, so you've got, and and then with it being, you know, taking a lot of us taking literal interpretations of the scripture. Um, the worst thing you could be called, especially you know, if you are an African American male, is a punk or a sissy. Mm-hmm. And and I can remember one incident uh, where I had a cousin who was an Alvin Ailey dancer mm-hmm. and had to come back home for his mother's funeral. And I can remember a lot of my male relatives when my cousin was out of earshot, you know, making snide comments about him having sugar in the gas tank and da 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 da. And you know, sad to say, my cousin was uh, my cousin passed away from AIDS. He was one of the early victims uh, back mm-hmm. about '85. But mm-hmm. uh, but there's always been this undercurrent of uh, virulent opposition. You know, of you know, it's a you know, the hyper well, hype well, that's I say hyper masculinity. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. You know, this this you know, especially. You know, when, you know, in terms of, you know, all the violence that was directed at African-American males, you know, it it kind of, you know, exacerbated this hyper-masculine mm-hmm. projection of masculinity. And so, you know, anybody that was not living up to that quote-unquote standard, mm-hmm. you know, like trans people or gay people, you know, met strong disapproval of it. So, so in, in, in your mind, is this what is kind of the undercurrent or the root of the homophobia that exists uh, would, in the African-American yes, I, community? Is, yeah, in my mind, yes, it is. Okay. In and, my mind, yes, it is. And I, and I think relating that back to my struggle is one of the things that I have to tell myself uh, all the time is I cannot make assumptions yeah, for, for all the other stereotypes, everybody's got their their stereotypes yeah, in their mind like, of different groups. And for mine, in specific to African Americans, I cannot make the assumption every time I run into an African American that they're mm-hmm. going to be homophobic, that yeah, they're going and, to have. Now, what are the chances that they are? Well, we can save that for another show. <laughs> but oh um, God, yeah. 
That, um, uh, and I would like to have you back, Monica, to talk about uh, your experience as a trans woman in regards to this issue. But I have to, ch- I challenge myself all the time to not make assumptions uh, when I'm around other people, people of color in general, that they're not going to be transphobic or homophobic. That's my personal challenge. And I want to challenge all of you out there that if you are uncomfortable around a certain group of people, regardless of who they are, or you find out, search inside. If you are making assumptions if you're uncomfortable or whatever you're doing, I would challenge all of you that is listening to this to search inside yourself and challenge yourself to not make uh, prejudiced assumptions based on uh, somebody's perceived affiliation with one group or another. Is there? And, and that's really what I wanted to close this show with. Um, do you have and and I'd like you guys to have for ver- both of you to have a final thought. Okay, I think it's it's very humbling uh, to and my focus all the time is because I don't know a lot when it comes to big issues, but I'm better when it is personal issues, uh-huh. and I it, I find that it's very humbling to be able to admit that you have made this mistake or being you you know you have a certain prejudices against a certain group of people but the good thing about it is if you are aware of it if you're trying to improve it that's a good thing and i think right and it only it only takes um you realizing the issue or the problem before you can fix it and um i think it's very humbling to know that we are all human and we make those mistakes and those you know Mm -hmm. quote races are uh, they they for them in their head is like that is not the way you know I don't want to even fix it because I know that that is true that is the case so uh, it's but most people I do believe are not like that so yeah, all of you know, say most I say about I'd say about you know you say ninety percent of the folks in this country are kind decent um, want to you know really believe in the melting pot mm-hmm. you know of America, yeah. Um, that we all want to be good neighbors. We all want to be get to get along. We all feel as though that we are all Americans equally. But I have to bring up the point that uh, you know some of us may have arrived at Ellis Island. Um, my ancestors arrived in chains. Mm-hmm. I have you know I have a great great grandparent that. Arrived in, I say, at the port of New Orleans in chains in 1810. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's never far from my mind. You know, slavery wasn't something that happened a long, long, long time ago. Uh, we're talking about less than, you know, say, less than 40, I'll say a little over 40 years ago, the, you know, the 64 and 65 Civil Rights Acts were mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. The Emancipation Proclamation was only issued a little over 140 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's not a whole lot of time. No, it's it's really not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but it you know but the attitude is that you know the Civil Rights Movement magically washed away all of that negative history. That's but, what I thought you know, growing we, up in Utah. <laughs> no, it no, but the, the but the thing is, we are still 
you know, experiencing in the United States the aftershocks of the civil, you know, of the end of uh, slavery due to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to some parts of Georgia, and when they talk about the war, they ain't talking about World War II or Vietnam War. They're, some, they're talking about, you know, they're talking about Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still fighting over the Confederate flag, you mm-hmm. know, being, you know, you know, there's, I don't know of any defeated nation that still flies the flag over its con- over, over the country, you know, but you get the Confederate stars and bars flown and people openly going, oh, the nostalgia for it, you know, <laughs> for the yeah. good old days. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but we have a lot to a lot of work to do, all of us yes. on those issues. And, we have and, a lot and of work to, and, would you guys say that discussions like this is probably the 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 way to 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 uh, move the the healing process forward? It has to yes. happen. Yes. yes. Because it's the hiding. It's because it's a it's a no no. It's a taboo topic that makes it worse. It has to be talked. About. And uh, there are a lot of podcasters uh, that are that are listening that listen to my program. Flatteringly enough, um, and uh, Monica, are are you available to go on to uh, other podcasts as well? If yeah, if they, okay. Uh, Let's. Uh, with me, I'd be happy to. Okay. Her 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 website. Do you want to give out uh, an email address people can contact you at? Uh, okay, you can contact me at Monica R sixty two at yahoo dot com. That's uh, my email address. And uh, if you want to see what I'm thinking about expounding about on my column, uh, it's. Uh, Transgrio.blogspot.com on you know on the uh, on blogger.com. So and, and, and your email, and, I'll put your email address or at least your is your email address on your blog. Um, you can click on the uh, on my profile and it'll get to me. Okay, um, okay. I'm gonna put. I'll definitely put your blog linked on my profile at trainingrec.com. And of course, I've already got John Ong's uh, uh, website permanently linked, but he'll also be in the show notes. And uh, we should do this again. I, I want to keep this discussion going. And uh, uh, John, uh, I. I and I agree with you, Rebecca. It's one that has been sorely needed because uh, it was one of the things that we, dis- you know, one of the reasons that we actually start, I actually started, uh, why I started Trans Sisters, Trans Brothers, because I'm also on some other Yahoo discussion groups mm-hmm. uh, in the transgender community, like uh, TGV Advocacy, for example. Mm-hmm. And... I've had some incidents where, you know, where uh, racist comments have come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was one incident uh, where I was, you know, where I had made this comment. I, I popped on one day and, you know, I had made this comment that I can't stand the term she-male. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that somebody had joined the group probably maybe 30, 40 minutes before I even popped on that particular day because I was just getting off of work mm-hmm. that introduced herself as a she-male. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, you know, said, and next thing I know, I'm getting called out, and I'm like, what the heck happened on that? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I went ahead just to just to you know to damp down the controversy. I apologized for it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the person, but then there was one person that attacked me and used the N word, flamed me and used the N word doing it. Mm-hmm. We'll see, and that's uh, the racism that's the that most of us think well, of. Uh, when when we think of personal racism and and you know it's 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 quite interesting how uh, you know I I can definitely say this I'm not the only racist uh, racist tranny out there. <laughs> no, and, I would say no. I wouldn't even go that. I say for you for me and you know and for the way we define in the African American community, people are prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Racism is when you take your prejudice mm-hmm. and combine it with power to mm-hmm. impede someone's progress. In other words, uh, let me if I give you an example. Bull Connor, mm-hmm. the of uh, the Birmingham sheriff, mm-hmm. you know, the Birmingham public safety commissioner, uh, is prejudiced. Yeah, but since he ran. The the Birmingham Fire and Police Department, he had the power to impede people from you know marchers from trying to get their rights. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, and in, in, in our eyes, at that point, that's that's when your prejudice crosses over to racism. Or if you're in a position where you can hire and fire people, and you use your personal prejudices to you know to where you're not hiring people of color or you're not hiring trans people or you're firing them because of bullcrap reason. Yeah, that's when your prejudices against people cross over to racism. You know, I, I appreciate that uh, uh, that that uh, that perspective. And, uh, John, was there anything else you wanted to add before we uh, close? That's it. We'll keep you for the next time. Oh, wonderful. I want to thank both of you for uh, joining me. And uh, again, the John Ong online podcast, Penang and PenangHokian.com, which I don't believe is in English, correct? It's not. <laughs> so, so for those of you that don't understand uh, m- the Malay language, is it Malay? Is that how I say it? <laughs> it's actually, it's it's one of, uh, chi- one of Chinese many Chinese dialects. Okay. Again, it's one of the many Chinese dialects. Okay. But for the English version of John Ong, go yeah, to onlinepodcast.com. Online uh, I'll be posting abs- several similar issues uh, regarding this hate speech and all that we're talking about, that irony, uh, jokes, uh, whether you have the passport of making funny jokes about a certain ethnic group, if yes. you are in that group, that sort of thing, it's coming up. So, uh, go to onlinepodcast.com and you'll hear some of those. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, for, uh, both of you, for joining me here on Tranny Rick Radio. Um, I'm going to let you guys go and close this up. I'd, I, I'd, I'd make you suffer through another song, but the way our internets is, we're acting up, uh, you can go back and listen to this at uh, com, and uh, that's, uh, and I would encourage everybody listening to go to my website, trainyrec.com, which I'm going to talk about uh, right after I let you two go. Bye. I, I want to pr- thank you guys again. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for, right, thanks for the bye-bye. invitation. Bye, Monica. All right, bye, John. Again, I want to thank Monica and John Ong for uh, joining me for that. Um, We're going to go ahead and close this show up. 
But first, uh, I want to tell you about what's happening at trannyrec.com. Um, I'm going through some changes there. You may notice if you have been there the last couple of days that it's very boring looking. Uh, basically because I'm using uh, WordPress's default setup. Um, and I am in the process of installing a new theme. I'd like to get a new logo on there. But first I'm going to have to... I, you know, I could pay somebody to design a logo for me. But I really want to learn how to create the stuff myself. So... If you are a uh, Photoshop junkie and you can help me out, send me an email, trainingrec at gmail.com. Speaking of emails uh, and just feedback in general, I did not get any um, voicemails for this show, which it, it turned it out, it ended up working to my advantage because I had these two guests on and wouldn't have had time for voicemails, but still. I really would have liked some feedback, um, and I'm a little disappointed in you guys. I have to be honest. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love you for listening, but I really want to challenge those of you that have never interacted with the podcast before to just give it a try. 206-338-2563. 206-3-fuck me. Um, I would really like to hear from you. We're going to close this up with the song from a trans artist who is making his debut on Training Rec Radio. I hope to have him on the show sometime soon. Uh, this is in the genre of hip-hop. His name is Catastrophe, and the name of the song is Something Different. I hope you enjoy this. Until next time, go fuck yourself. Self-respecting, hectic, head trip Infecting sections, left the bed quick My lips spit shit, nobody wants to hear My dear, I fear, we clear a mirror Tear here for a fucking array So fuck all this pain, I'm stuck on insane I'm standing right next to you A transsexual, intellectual, perplex of you Have sex with you? No thanks, I already got a girl Not out to fuck the world Cause you think I'm a perv Deserve, deserve a nerve Not impervious to hurt I'm dirt to the dirt, buried in earth You're scared of the birth That came with the curse A man with the purse, puss I push back and push first Attack the lack of thought out plans And white hands popping beer cans They fear trans with over suntan necks That's why we still get no respect Yeah. If you didn't understand Try to woman or man Not true I'm something different If you didn't understand Try to woman or man Not true I'm something different on the gay community Too soon for me to promote Unity when we only see As far in front as a mere fear Hate keep us in our place Try to save face And save grace In a rat race Where three bases Bought by the case Once you have your first taste You won't remember haste Hate's a waste After you deface My fate Ask me to concentrate Become a productive member Of society Call me an ingrate And legislate in every state And tell me no one's lied to me But I tried to be Provided the Guide to be A decent human being Wasn't leaving people Feeling and fleeing And human with me In the driver's seat I'll survive the heat, revive the beat, allowed to meet another day, connive deceit, and find some other way to destroy second-hand notions, man's oceans, and drown in sea. If you didn't understand, try to, woman or man, not true, I'm something different. If you didn't understand, try to, woman or man, not true, I'm 
setting delicate balance. I challenge bounty violence without silence and start getting my friends to forget why fence past tense progressiveness. This obsessiveness makes dense tense. Hence the aggravated. I'm not mad, just hated. Berated for what they did. It's associated. Just supposed to play the head. Simon said, but I don't want to play this game anymore. It's not even fun. It's lame and no one's even keeping score. I'm even Steven. Just want to be sleeping more with all the sheep in the row. I'll be creeping in your back door. Pack more facts or cracked and broken. Snack and smoking. Barely coping. I'm the token joke in this world Part girl, part boy Stop, don't start joy More than a toy I'm real How you think it would feel? Cold steel can't deal If you didn't understand Try to Woman or a man Not true I'm something different If you didn't understand Try to Woman or a man Not true I'm something This show is a member of the Freak Network. Go to www.thefreaknetwork.com to get your freak out. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This podcast has been easily made with the trial version of Ubercaster, the all-in-one podcasting solution for the Macintosh. Check it out at www.ubercaster.com.